North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. We're doing another show on all about how to empower yourself using natural options, natural treatments for conditions. There's so many different things you guys can be using naturally that you just don't really learn about oftentimes in conventional medicine. That's what this show is all about is showing you just the, the other side of this world of, of all the things you can do that will treat things like migraines. I haven't actually done a show on migraines before, which boggles my mind. I went back and looked. I don't think I actually have done one on migraines. And I had a friend of mine who sent me a message on Facebook today and said her sister was dealing with debilitating migraines. I said, you know what? We need to do a show on migraines. So I contacted my friend Justin. He said, yeah, I'll come on the show. So last minute, and here we are doing a show on migraines. So hopefully you guys will get some really good content tonight and get some help from this really debilitating issue. I've dealt with myself personally, um, not as much in um, most recent years, but definitely used to deal with a lot of migraines. So I really, really sympathize. Before I bring my guest on the show, I have been up to some really cool stuff I want to share with you guys. Last week, I flew out to Colorado, and I participated in an equine horse therapy retreat. It was wild. It was so much fun. Horses are amazing. They are so incredibly therapeutic. I know I'm super getting my hippie on right now, and I, I'm cool with that because I am a believer. Um if you guys ever want to check out working with animals for healing, highly recommend equine horse therapy. Um, this particular conference I went to, it wasn't a conference, it was a little workshop. I'm so used to saying conferences. I go to all the conferences there are. This was a workshop. Only, I think, 12 people were, were there. Uh, it was working with Allison Armstrong. She has a company called PAX Programs. Her website is understandmen.com. Her philosophy is all around the area of relationships and teaching you about men, teaching you about women, and, and to where the sexes can work together and have this beautiful partnership. We learned about partnership working with horses. It was so cool. So if you ever are interested in, in doing something different and you know expanding your horizons, check on understandmen.com and, and look at her horse course. It's called Core Partnership. Highly recommended for couples to do together. There's a couple different couples in our course and just amazing, amazing stuff. So that's all I'll say about them. Um, and then also another fun thing happening. I finished my first ebook. Oh my gosh, it's been four and a half years I've been doing my show and I haven't had anything to give you guys, any kind of free gifts, any kind of products online. So that's my first little thing I'm giving you guys. It's called Wired But Tired. And it is all the tips that I use on keeping energy throughout the day, how I start my morning, what I do throughout the day, how I finish my day. I give a lot of information about all these different things you should be incorporating in your life. I don't want to say should, that I recommend that you do so that you're not just, just dragging all day long. And and also, um, I have a little cute little responsibility chart on that of how to reward yourself. I'm all about the rewards. I did really well with chore charts growing up. I just loved putting the little star on all that. I incorporate that now as an adult. So I put that in the book as well. Just go over to drlaurennoel.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-E-N, noel.com and you can sign up for that and get it right away it'll go right to your inbox 
So fun stuff. We are all about migraines tonight. So excited to have my friend, Dr. Justin Marcagiani on the show. I love that I can think I pronounced that correctly. It's a mouthful. Um, excited to have him. Dr. Justin, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Dr. Low, it's so great to be back. How are you doing? It's so I'm good. It's really, really good to have you back on. I think it's been a while. I think the last time you were on, maybe a couple of years ago, we talked about hidden infections. I'm thinking that's yeah, what it was I'm, before. I'm so stoked to be back. I think November 2013. It's been about a year and a half. And it's wow. uh, been a long wait, but um, I'm happy to be here. And I don't think I had met you in person then. And now we're BFFs, and I got to stay with yeah. you and your wife in Austin. And um, I remember us driving with the top down, driving, going to get <laughs> some food together and yep. having some fun at the uh, Paleo FX. So good time. Good time. And, and you just re- – did you recently open a practice, or you're in the process of doing that? Well, right now my practice is still virtual. About I'd say eighty to ninety percent, eighty to ninety percent of my patients are all over the world. I think we had a patient mm-hmm. today with Saudi Arabia and then Italy. So right now, still virtual, but hopefully real soon uh, locally in Austin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so awesome! And you host yeah. your own radio show, Beyond Wellness Radio, right? Yes, and we had you on talking about female hormones and IV mm-hmm. nutrition, and we look forward to having you back too. How long have you been doing the show? We've been doing it for about a year. We're just getting ready to hit about a million downloads, so we're really excited about that and get wow. lots of people on like yourself and um, you know lots of other people in the paleo community just trying to provide lots of good practical information that people can walk away and be like, all right, I can do something. I can actually apply something. Yeah, I love it. I love. I I, I know we just both nerd out on all this stuff, and and Absolutely. I know in your practice, you you probably see a decent amount of migraines, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, anyone that has female hormone issues and or adrenal fatigue and or some kind of gut issue, migraines come up there frequently. I think I saw 12 patients today and two had complaints of migraines. Mm, yeah, that's probably about the same kind of ratio I see too. I'd say, you know, from mo- I'd say out of every 10 patients, I probably get one or two migraine cases. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's they're really not understood very well. You know, like you hear about migraines, you hear the typical kind of symptoms with the sensitivity to light, the nausea, the you know, the pain yeah. in the head, obviously, and just really Excedrin. That's kind of the only thing people really know about. Um, so I think That's there's it. a lot of confusion, a lot of um, a lot of holes in the knowledge that people have, and there's so much that can be done for migraines. So let's jump into it. First, let's kind of take a step back. What are migraines exactly? Are they just headaches, or is there a difference? What are they? Well, we have like your typical like regular headache, which could be like a tension headache or like a cluster headache. And then we have like our migraines. So typically migraines tend to be like on one side, like you tend to feel like either on your left side or your right side. There tends to be like a higher like intensity to it. It's much more intense. Like you said, you get that visceral nauseousness and and maybe even that fatigue. You may even feel like you want to, you know, vomit and that, that strong sensitivity to light. Um, you also you also get that aura. Typically, this is aura kind of ahead of time. Anyone that's had a migraine knows what that aura is, and you can kind of feel that migraine coming on. So those are kind of the big distinguishing factors, really just the intensity, the quality of it, and then kind of where it's located, where a typical headache may kind of just feel just kind of general, where that migraine really feels on one side, you can feel it, and every little bit of sensitivity, right, bright spots, light, touching sounds, it really intensifies it. And that's kind of how you would distinguish, I think, a migraine from a regular headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even like 
like just like smells, even something that just smells yeah. strong. It's like I can't handle any stimulus. Yeah. I've got to be in a dark room, close all mm-hmm. the windows, turn off the phones, and just sleep it exactly. out. Exactly. And and how long do they do they last? Well, I mean, it can last anywhere between a couple hours. I've seen a lot of my female patients. We look at their cycle, and there's typically a continuous day in their cycle, whether it's like just before menstruating or right around maybe just around ovulation, where there may be a one to two day window where that migraine happens. And with females, kind of we'll get into this in a bit, we can see it in their cycle based on their hormonal monthly cycle, their rhythm, whether it's just around menstruation, whether it's around ovulation, or it could be just totally random. So it could be anywhere from a couple of hours to a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and do you find that it's more in females than in males? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see it. I definitely hear more of my female patients complaining of it much more than my males. I mean, I had a, a male patient today that was complaining of headaches, but he was pretty confident based on his symptoms they weren't migraines. So I definitely see it more in my female patients, and I think a lot of that has to do with the different hormonal fluctuations that females have over men, especially estrogen. Yeah. So w- there's in the kind of medicine that you and I practice, we're all about getting to right. the root cause. Right. Just mm-hmm. rather than just let me give you this drug for this this headache, let's actually figure out why in the world are you getting these recurrent headaches? Is there a timing to it? Is it random? And we we really mm-hmm. look under the hood and see what's causing this. So what's involved with migraines? Is it one system? I mean, is it hormones, neurotransmitters, gut? I mean, what are the different things that can play a part in this happening for people? Well, the first thing I would look at with my patients, if you know. During a physical exam, I would look at the jaw. I would assess the jaw and make sure it's not a structural or physical issue. And again, a lot of patients, they know this. They can be like, you know, I, I, I have jaw pain. I have TMJ issues. So we want to look at the jaw just to make sure no pain or referral from that musculature is potentially causing a migraine-like feeling. So just assessing the structural stuff first. We want to cross that off our list. The next thing, because functional medicine and naturopathic medicine, we really want to start at the foundation and work our way up. Next would be blood sugar. I see a lot of blood sugar issues can potentially exacerbate migraines. So, like, making sure, like, you know, we're not going more than four or five hours throughout the day without having a meal and making sure we're not skipping breakfast, especially in that luteal phase when females are in that second half of their cycle, right, day 15 to 27, 28, they're very sensitive to sugar. So if you're eating a bunch of sugar, that can really throw off your hormones in that second half of your cycle and really predispose any hormonal imbalances that may drive a migraine issue right around premenstrual, right around like day maybe 23, 24, to 27. Mm-hmm. So on top of the blood sugar, the next thing would be just like getting, getting rid of like excitotoxins like aspartame or Splenda. I've seen those trigger migraines in my patients. So we really want to clean those out. If we're doing some artificial sweeteners, we may just talk about using a good clean stevia instead, you know, or just cut it out totally. And then on top of that, gluten is a big one. I think Tom O'Brien gives this um, reference when he does his uh, gluten lectures, but he does a sample size of 10 people, and they did a study, and they all had severe migraines to the point where it was creating disability. And they removed gluten for a period of time, I think one to two months, and they found that like 90%, 9 out of the 10, actually had a full recovery and their migraines were gone, and the other person dropped out of the study. So basically like 100% recovery with just cutting gluten out. And at the end of the study, their conclusion, the hypothesis was that, hey, the gluten, right, 
is potentially causing inflammation and is constricting the carotid artery. This is like the garden hose that goes up your neck and feeds oxygen to your cortex, to your brain. And it was actually having less blood flow, so decreased oxygen and decreased nutrition. So the hypothesis was that gluten is decreasing the oxygen and blood flow to the brain, potentially driving these migraine symptoms. Pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I believe it, though. And, I, and I've had patients say, oh, I had a migraine. And I said, well, do you, you know, what do you see as the cause of that? And they said, well, I actually had gluten exposure, and I hadn't had it in yep. months. And I accidentally got some exposure at a restaurant, and boom, I had a migraine the next day, first time in months. It's not not uncommon. Oh, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, recapping yeah. back, um, physical, structural. Number two, blood sugar. Number three, like, additives like aspartame and MSG and excitotoxin. Number four, gluten. And then number five, I tend to see gut infections. H. pylori is a big one that can cause migraines. And how it causes it, two ways. One, it can create malabsorption. Certain nutrients like magnesium or 5-HTP, L-tryptophan, these certain nutrients are needed for healthy vascularity in the brain. And if we have malabsorption, that can create a problem. And then number two, the toxins given off by the infection, like for instance, H. pylori is a gram-negative bacteria. Now, what that means is that the outer layer of that bacteria has got these little toxins called LPS or endotoxin. All you have to know, there's toxin at the end. That's not good. And that puts stress on the liver, and those toxins can actually cross the blood-brain barrier and potentially exacerbate or trigger a migraine. Wow. And then last but not least, all of these things that have combined up, they've accumulated, and they can throw off your hormones female hormones and adrenals and thyroid all together. Again, you have, uh, you have the right to have the more than one issue going on. You could be consuming MSG and gluten and have hormonal issues and an infection, and all of these things could be happening at once. So it's kind of the goal of a good functional medicine doctor to come in and kind of set the foundation first, go into phase one where we're really making sure we look at the hormones, go into phase two, we look at the gut, and then making sure all the good, clean diet, all the good, clean food, sleep, and all the good lifestyle habits are in place as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any other food triggers besides gluten that you've, that you've been able to pinpoint for patients? Well, with a lot of my patients off the bat, we're starting on an autoimmune paleo diet. So mm-hmm. I do notice, like, some patients' corn's a problem, some patients' like legumes. So I really cut all of the autoimmune foods out, which would be like, we have, like, our standard paleo, which is cutting out, grains, legumes, and dairy, maybe with the exception of uh, grass and butter, that could be debatable. And then the autoimmune element, the autoimmune filter we lay on top of it is cutting out nuts, the seeds, and the nightshades, and the nightshades being tomatoes, potatoes, eggplants, peppers, and then even eggs. Eggs in some people can be an issue. Again, most of the time, we pull it out for 30 days, we add the eggs back in with the yolk soft, because something to do with the cooking, it denatures that protein in the yolk, and doing a soft boil tends to allow some people to add it back in without problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen corn as, as one and, and dairy, very common ones that people will see. And also just sugar, <laughs> you know, yeah. eating sugar. Yeah, for so sure. So like looking at yourself, Lauren, like what, do you, like what do you see yours? I know you mentioned in the past you used to have some. What did you think your triggers were? Um, for me, I would get some migraines during naturopathic school. So it was stress yeah. related. As I say, there's nothing naturopathic yeah. about naturopathic school. So uh, yeah. <laughs> very high stress. And I was actually a vegetarian my first year and a half of school. So I was eating lots wow. and lots of carbs. 
um, lots of veggies. I mean, I did it. I I was thinking I was doing it right, but I was deficient in yeah. also iron. So um, once I shifted my diet, um, started really bouncing my blood sugar better, uh, cut out the yeah. gluten, got my iron levels up. I found that it was much better. Um, I'll, every now and every few months, I'll notice something creeping in, and it's usually when I've had a poor night of sleep. Sleep is really, yeah. really huge for me, and um, and just the stress of running the clinic, and you know, just not balancing uh, stress. I think that's the biggest trigger for me. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know, and and I find that sometimes it's after I go out to eat, so I might have like a dessert or something, and maybe there's something that they added in or something in a sauce. So. So yeah, it's it's uh it can happen, but but usually if I'm really taking care of myself, sleeping well, and taking keeping stress low, it very rarely happens for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. That's good info. And you mentioned the iron too. So anemia is a big one because we need oxygen. We talked about how the gluten kind of um, squeezes off those garden hoses that go to the brain and feed the blood and oxygen and nutrition. Well, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with iron too. We need iron to carry that oxygen throughout the body. So anemia, right? That's a big one, too, whether it's because you're just not eating meat or whether it's because you've got an infection and then you have low stomach acid and you're not absorbing the nutrients, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so a lot of potential root issues that, that very rarely your doctor will talk about, um, you know, in a no. typical acute migraine kind of visit. So let's say for people listening, they – they're getting migraines and because all, I see all, all of these as things of getting to the root of it and addressing this and over time the migraines go away. What if they're actually having a migraine? Is there anything that, that you recommend for patients just more acutely that they can do for relief? Yeah. So off the bat, if one, if we're seeing that there's a pattern of a migraine in the woman's cycle, one thing we'll do is called, it's called DHEA burst therapy. Cause a lot of times if we see, let's say it's on day 12 or day nine or day 22 or whatever, Typically, migraines will happen due to up and down swings in estrogen, typically a drop and then a rise. So one thing we'll do is we'll look at and we'll either look at it on their cycle, just kind of talking it through and just looking at previous cycles historically, or we'll run like a 208 from BioHealth and we'll map out their hormones for the whole month. We'll look at progesterone on paper and we'll look at estrogen on paper, and we can see these up and down cliffs. It's pretty crazy. And mm-hmm. we'll look at it and we'll, let's say it's day 12, for instance. We'll start doing DHEA, typically twice the dose of what they're typically doing on their adrenal program. So for most patients, that may be, I'd say maybe 10 to 15 milligrams spread out over the course of the whole day. And we start at that dose, and we typically go two to three times higher than what they were already prescribed to begin with in their adrenal program, and we'll do that for three days. We start one day before that migraine typically happens, and we'll carry it through for the next 72 hours. Hmm. That can be palliative. Now, that's great because that, that involves some forethought, right? You have to talk to your doctor, you know, have things dialed in with the protocol. And let's say you're in the moment. It's really great is high-dose magnesium. Get that magnesium dosed up. A couple scoops of natural calm, magnesium glycinate, magnesium malate, that's super helpful. And then also, you can't beat good old ginger, good old ginger tea. Juice up some ginger. It has, again, anti-inflammatory effects. And then fever a few. Feverfew is great. There's a product I carry in my office called Migranol, and I'll give it to my female patients to take typically prophylactically those three to five days their migraines are really susceptible. And they'll just really increase the dose of that Migranol or MigraClear product, and that significantly helps. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And if you're right in the the heat of it and don't have access to any of that stuff, just even a cup of coffee, you know, can yeah. actually help if it's, if it's from too much blood flow. And, and that's why Excedrin can work so well because it has the, the caffeine in it. Um, I don't recommend that as an ongoing thing because, it's again, it's not getting to the root. But if you're just feeling a migraine, do a cup of coffee and that can that can knock it out. So, um that's something I, you know, I've I've done for myself and patients. I mentioned as well. That's good. Migraine. Yeah, people. Makes that? Is that is that. Uh, I think that's designs for health, and there's one by Biogenesis called MigraClear. I use those okay. both. They're really good. Cool. And then also, people think that like migraines are caused by like vasoconstriction, so like the vessels in the brain actually getting tighter. Um, you know, we've talked about the blood flow to the brain being pinched off, but. Now we're talking about the actual veins in the brain or the arteries and the vasculature in the brain. One of the things we see, it's actually a dilation. It's the opening of those vessels in the brain, not the carotid, but the brain arterioles. They actually get open and dilated, and that's one of the mechanisms in why coffee or caffeine or Excedrin actually works because it causes the constriction, which pulls it away from that dilation state. It starts clamping it down, and you can see a relief like you said, with the Excedrin, which is just, I think, ibuprofen and caffeine, or um, your coffee or green tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's very helpful for that. I had a patient years ago who would only get migraines when she would exercise. Um, and it was she couldn't do tough workouts because she would just get a migraine every time. And she was pretty good about diet and her other supplementation. Any ideas that you'd have for her? Yeah, so off the bat, she needs a really good adrenal program. I would say with her, really making sure she's not skipping meals. People like that, they tend to have orthostatic hypotension. So in history, you'll see like, oh, you know, do you get dizzy when you stand up fast? Or do you get dizzy when you get up from a laying down position? You almost always see dizziness in those patients. You'll almost always see low blood pressure, you know, 100, like, you know, 100 systolic, the top number on the blood pressure meter. For all people listening at home, that number being 100 or lower typically is a good sign of low blood pressure. So one of the things you can do is like a half a teaspoon of good quality sea salt, put it in your water twice a day, and then also make sure you're with a good naturopathic or functional medicine doctor that's got your adrenals dialed in, got you on blood sugar support, you know, managing and watching your food diary so you're doing all the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's such a huge connection, as we've been saying, with hormones and migraines. I've I've had many patients say that, when they have a baby, things change. Like maybe they had migraines their whole young life. They have they end up getting pregnant, their migraines go away. Or sometimes patients will say they got a, even more migraines during pregnancy, but it's usually I find the opposite. Have you heard patients say that, and what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, typically I think people have less migraines during pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't yep. that the that? Well, I think because the fact that when you're pregnant, you got all this HCG, which is a hormone made by um, the corpus luteum and then made by the placenta. So this mm-hmm. causes lots and lots of progesterone um, to be secreted. So that progesterone typically, you know, antagonizes estrogen. So mm-hmm. like you mentioned, like with school, right, in naturopathic school, you're studying hard for your exams. One of the things we see in our female patients is when you're under a lot of stress, that progesterone will go downstream to cortisol and that progesterone will fall out. When that progesterone drops, because it's going to make all of this stress hormone downstream, that's where a migraine can happen. And that's why you can see it with stressed people when they're engaging a a situation that puts them under more duress. That's when you can see a migraine happen, especially if your adrenals are compromised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
How can the gut relate to all of this? I love connecting it to the gut. There's a huge connection. We know, you know, a lot of the serotonin's in the gut, most of it. Yeah. Um, you know, gut infection. So, so how how are these two related? How the heck can gut issues relate to migraines? Well, we know that the gut is super important for just our immune function, right? So, if we're inflamed, if we get lots of inflammation, fire in the gut equals fire in the brain. So, there are lots of studies looking at things like endotoxin and gut bacteria and such. This can cause brain inflammation and brain fog. And again, the more inflamed, you, the more like things are inflamed, the more you're going to have other symptoms. So, again, where there's smoke, there's fire. And then also, the gut is responsible for making a lot of serotonin, and we know serotonin is vital for healthy vascular flow in the brain. There's a protocol I use with amino acids where I use a combination of 5-HTP and L-tyrosine, and it, it knocks out migraines like 60 to 70% of the time as well. Mm. And what we do is we load up on the serotonin-favoring amino acids, and we cut the L-tyrosine down a bit, and that dosage with high-dose B6 tends to be very helpful at almost knocking all migraines 70% or so out. Wow. So for you guys listening, make sure you run this past your doc and don't run out and just try these things. But if, could, would you be open to sharing what, what that protocol is? Yeah, it's 450 milligrams per day of 5-HTP and 3,000 milligrams a day of L-tyrosine. And you want to make sure you're getting enough B6 in there, enough of the other cofactors like vitamin C and calcium and uh, B12. And then you also want to make sure if you're taking it long-term that you're adding in like sulfur amino acids like L-methionine or SAMI or cysteine to, um, to be helpful because if you're constantly taking those brain chemicals, you'll deplete your sulfur aminos over a longer period of time. That's a really helpful starting dose, but just make sure you're being monitored by, by a doc because there could be other things going on and that may not do it and then you'll be stuck. Right, right, yeah. So but it, typically the 5-HTP is at bedtime, right, and the tyrosine's in the morning. Is that usually the dosage? So we'll, yeah, what we'll do is we'll typically do like 100, 100, 100, 100 at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then we'll stack the rest at bedtime. Okay. So 150 at bedtime and then one, 100 at each meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and we'll then typically the stack. The yeah, tyrosine, we'll just do 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, and we avoid bedtime because that can be a little bit stimulating. Right. Awesome. What about tryptophan? Any any um, any usage of that that you find? Well, I mean, typically if you're using 5-HTP, you don't need tryptophan. The reason why you use um, 5-HTP is because the brain has these enzymatic blockers or regulation, kind of like bodyguards, and they can regulate how much tryptophan gets converted to serotonin. So when you use 5-HTP, you bypass that capacitor or that governor, if you will, and then you can create higher levels of serotonin and this is why it's important because you're bypassing that like that bodyguard if you will you can get into trouble if you're doing things wrong so you want to make sure you're seeing a doctor that's monitoring you and making sure you're doing it right okay all right so you guys listening we mentioned the main the main issues involved with migraines structural blood sugar so eating every four or five hours for sure, especially during the luteal phase. And if you guys listen, yeah. what we mean by if we say like day 21 of your cycle, what that means is day one is your first day of your period. That's the first day of bleeding, yeah. and you count 21 days out. That's 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 about the peak of your luteal phase. But after around day 14 or 16, it starts the luteal phase. That's the second half of your cycle. Exactly. So that's what we're referring to. Um, also taking out toxins like Splenda, MSG, um, 
also clean up your household. So if you're using toxin, you know, toxic kind of yeah. uh, cleaners and, and, and the different body care products you use, all of these do increase your total toxic burden. So Environmental Working Group, great website, ewg.org. Yeah. Check and see what kind of products you're using. Clean up your medicine cabinets. Clean up your bathroom cabinets. Use non-toxic things because they all contribute to this overall toxic load. And then we mentioned uh, gluten and other food triggers like corn, legumes, dairy, gut infections. We talked about H. pylori. These ones you'd want to work with a doctor and check and see if there's something going on with that. And then also female hormone issues. So those are like the, probably the top six kind of triggers um, and then we yeah. mentioned something you can do for the headaches or for the, the migraines. We talked about magnesium. What kind of doses do you usually recommend for patients with magnesium? Typically, when in doubt with magnesium, I go to volatile. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but typically, if you're talking magnesium citrate, I would say at least a gram, mm-hmm. especially if we're acute. But when in doubt, you know, with vitamin C and magnesium, you just go to volatile and you have a loose stool and you're at your saturation point. Right. So usually starting about 400 milligrams and work up from there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, okay. that's that's pretty safe. Okay, great. And then ginger teas. When we we mentioned, we mentioned feverfew, and then a couple mm-hmm. of products, the Migranol from Designs for Health or Migra Clear from Biogenesis. And in in the acute yeah. phase, a cup of coffee that can really make a difference too. Yep. There's also some research looking at CoQ10, um, taking 100 milligrams three times a day as a, being effective for migraines. And sleep. We mentioned sleep, reducing stress meditation, yoga, prayer, whatever it is that works for you to reducing your stress, and then some of the amino acids. Any other things you've seen that it's a pretty good pretty good list of things? Yeah, you just really did a great summary there, Dr. Well. I think the only <laughs> thing you did great, and you did a great job breaking it down. I forgot, like, day one. I'm like, yeah, I'm just forgetting. I need to give a little subtitle for all these things. Um, but I think you emphasized the toxin stuff. I didn't do a good job emphasizing that. So, yes, toxins, skin care stuff, skin deep. Uh, environmental working group, um, toxicity, using, you know, good hygienic products. If you're a female using makeup, check your makeups and soaps for gluten. I see it hiding there all the time. You said for gluten? Yeah, you can get it. And I think Dr. Tom has talked about it, that just breathing gluten in is actually almost more potent sometimes than eating it because it's going right into your lungs, into your bloodstream. Right, yeah. Yeah, and um, I had a brain fart. What was I going to say just then? Something I was about to say, um, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it's been a long day. I've been seeing patients all day. Um, yeah, oh, I remember what it was. I've seen SIBO being correlated with migraines. Have you ever seen that? Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. Allison Seebecker at SIBOinfo.com has talked about that. Yep, and all the toxins and the malabsorption, it makes sense though, right? So if you guys are listening, if you have gut symptoms and also getting migraines, it may be worth looking at that as one of the root causes. So SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, hence the acronym S-I-B-O, SIBO. And the main symptoms of that are constipation or diarrhea. You can have alternating between the two, abdominal pain, gas, and bloating. So if you deal with some of those issues and you're getting migraines, maybe worth looking into to see if that could be a potential root cause. Um, because, you know, until that's treated, you're probably not going to get rid of the migraines. Um, okay, good. Any other last-minute things, Dr. Justin? I know we wanted to keep it kind of a shorter show and just give yeah. some good information. I would say also that anyone listening to this should try the diet and lifestyle changes first. If you're yeah. feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like your health issues have been chronic, you know, longer than a year or so, you definitely want to reach out to a good functional medicine doctor like Dr. Lauren or myself 
to get guidance to kind of get things sequenced. I mean, we've been in the trenches. We've done this probably hundreds, if not thousands of times over the years with our patients. So it's nice to have that guidance to walk with someone, you know, on the on the path that's been there before. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. Start with the basics. Don't jump in and start tinkering with, you know, tyrosine on yourself. Yeah. Um, start with getting some sleep, reducing your stress, you know, try the paleo diet, cutting out some of these food sensitivities, and just check and see. Oftentimes just that does the trick. You know, the clouds part, yep. and all of a sudden migraines are gone. So um, very, very amazing what the body does when you get out of its way, remove the, the triggers, and allow it to, to heal. Um, so really good stuff. Dr. Justin, where can listeners learn more about you and keep up to date with what you're doing? Oh, they can get a hold of me at justinhealth.com and also fixyourthyroid.com. And they can also awesome. check out the, um, the Beyond Wellness Radio. You can look at that on uh, iTunes. And I got an ebook coming out just like you. I love your name, though. Tired and Wired. That's such a great name. Or I got to way around. That's great. Wired, wired but tired, but same thing. Wired but tired. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that. So yeah, I got an ebook awesome. coming out too. Um, not ready to disclose the name yet, but I will very soon. Ooh, and also uh, my YouTube channel. Yeah, my YouTube channel too, youtube.com uh, slash Justin Health. Get lots of uh, new weekly videos up there every week. You're one of the only doctors who I actually subscribe to your email list because I like what you say and it doesn't bug me. <laughs> oh, I welcome great. your emails. Awesome. <laughs> Good. Well, so, thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You put out some good content. Awesome, Doc. Well, tell Shelly hello. Give my love. Enjoy your evening. Thank you so much for jumping on and doing this awesome show. I think it's going to help a lot of people. And um, we'll talk real soon. Thanks, Dr. Lauren. I love your show. I still, It's one of the podcasts I still listen to, so I appreciate it. Yay. Awesome. All right. We'll <laughs> talk soon. Thanks, Doc. Take care, Doc. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, you guys, that's our show. Go on and check out over at drlaurennoel.com. Get your free ebook there, Wired But Tired. It's brand new, hot off the press. And also shinenaturalmedicine.com. That's me. That's my practice. That's how I see patients. I'd love to help you if you guys are dealing with some of these issues. You can work with me, Dr. Justin, and get some answers. No need to have these symptoms anymore. Love you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will check you guys real soon. Take care. Bye. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy. Today only, all hats, gloves, and scarves are 50% off. Plus, get 40% off your entire purchase today at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hats, gloves, and scarves valid 1120. 40% valid 1115 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See store for details. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.